what's up what's up highness queens we are back with another episode of bluntly black girls and it is march 2nd 2023 welcome to women's history month um i hope you had a wonderful black history month um i kind of love the wham bam one right after another for the black women um but you know i saw this this thing uh this clip about draymond was talking about get rid of black history month because we really should be celebrating these things from january 1st to december 31st and then you know repetitively and i i, I really can't find argument with that but i will say it is nice to have things like women's history month and um particular because we want to celebrate women that's literally what we do here so one of my favorite black indie romance author authoresses is nicole falls and i found out that she is a highness queen so of course i had to hit her up and be like yo we need to smoke and she came through, we put some in the air, and we talked, and we laughed, and we had a grand old time. We talked about her first time smoking, um, trusting the process, um, how cannabis helps her writing, some of her favorite authors and books. And of course, we wrapped the show up with the random high question. And again, there were so many laughs. And like, I'm pretty sure there were, like, we were laugh crying, crying laughing. It was it was it was just a great time. I really hope that you guys enjoy the episode. I encourage you to give a black woman your money. Literally 365, but especially during this month, find a way to give a black woman your money. And one black woman you can give your money is Nicole Falls and you'll see all of her contact information in the show notes, how you can buy her books, her stories are fucking amazing and you will not regret it another way you can give a black woman your money is by ordering an intentional highness journal box set we talk about the intentional highness journal box set in the episode as well and so of course i'm going to take this opportunity to say support this black woman and give her your money and go over to the website www www.bluntlyblackgirls.com and order your set today. I think that's it. I think we're ready to get into this episode. Let's do it. So I'm super excited about this. (laughs) Like, (laughs) um, I really was... Like, just scrolling, like, hey, let's go see new people that we can find, because I love reading. It is one of my favorite things in life to do. Um, and then I've seen your name on a bunch of stuff, but I hadn't read any of your stuff. It was, like, on my, my okay. TBR list. Um, and then I was like, oh, let me just click on our page. And then I seen Canna Enthusiast, and I said, yes. <laughs> yes. It is like I have been led to my people. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, yes, this 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 is a thing. This is going to make me very happy. So I'm super, super, like, I feel like I'm a little bit of a fangirl. Um, but super excited 
to have you on the show. So thank you very much for taking time out of your day to come and smoke with me. Um, oh, for sure. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. So I, because again, I, I told you I had some computer issues this morning. I ain't even got a chance to roll up yet. Okay. So I'm going to do that. But, right. oh, I don't, I, I guess I didn't even introduce you. I just started talking and stuff because I'm just so excited. And <laughs> so let me actually introduce my guest today. Uh, Highness Queen Nicole Falls came to smoke with me. Author, authoress, author, same thing, right? Do you have a preference? Sure. <laughs> um, author extraordinaire. Um, and I will, I'm not going to like front. I've only read one recently. Okay. <laughs> like, like as soon as you said, yeah, come on. I was like, okay, let's read this book. Um, but I love, and I've heard such amazing things and I cannot wait to like really delve into the rest of your stories because, um, shots not taken, drew me in, drew me in just like, like, oh, I love it. <laughs> I yeah. love it so much. So I'm absolutely absolutely excited um to continue reading and i think that like everybody should read your stuff like that's just my opinion i mean i too i too yeah. love the mind that everybody should read it <laughs> I, I love when we agree <laughs> um, and like, go ahead oh i was just gonna say um just i think the indie romance community like in general more people should be reading um because there's so much good stuff there. There's so, so much. much good, good stuff there. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I would say I found the indie, black indie romance author genre maybe like two years ago. Okay. Um, started with Mia Forrester. And because I was always like, I don't like romance novels. Like, I don't want to read all that sappy shit. Like, my life don't look like that. <laughs> so I don't want to see that. <laughs> um, and then I happened upon one of her books, fell in love. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'll give like black romance authors a chance because yeah. the white ones ain't doing it for me. Um, <laughs> and then I think I moved to Christina C. Jones. And then once I moved to her and I was looking for new people, that's when I started seeing your name all over the place. And I was gotcha. like, Okay, so we'll add her to the list, but then, you know, life <laughs> happens, and here we are about two years later, and I'm just now getting to your stuff, but well worth the wait, let me tell you. Listen, I like, really I always say it. that yeah. people people find the work when it's meant for them to find, right? Like, I, I can never get upset about um, somebody, you know, maybe seeing my name, but not really getting into the catalog, you know? Um, until it's the right time for them to get into it. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, begrudge nobody for that, but, um, yeah, man, the, like I said, like, there's so much good in, um, the black indie community. Christina C. Jones is my introduction to the community. Um, and it, it's funny because, um, she and I were friends before she started writing, like, as she was writing her first novel, we were in this, like, writing group or whatever, and so that's how I got really introduced to more indies, like, through her, because I'm like, okay, I know you writing, like, who else is writing, like, like you, you doing this, right? right? So then, 
that get her, you know, then she introduced me to, you know, writers like Tay Russ and Love Belvin and mm. Alexandra Warren. I'm like, okay, like I'm I'm here now, right? Like right. I'm chilling. This is great. Like these are the books that I want to read. Um, because like with traditional romance, I like just stopped reading them because it got to be sort of a formulaic thing. And I get it. Um, you know, their publishing houses, you know, have them right within certain parameters. But I was just like, okay, romance, we good. I might pick up a book every once in a while, but like I was really on my, you know, literary fiction, thriller, whatever else, anything but romance kick. Um, until I started reading Black Indies, and then I was like, oh wait, girl, we back in the romance game. Turn this shit up. Right. <laughs> there is something out here that looks like my life. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think that's like really the part that um, impressed me with all of all the authors you just named, except there was one that I haven't heard of, so I'm gonna have to ask you who that was so I can write it down for later. Uh, okay. But that's what I really like. I think helped me get over the romance part of it is that it was so relatable. It was like the stories were things that I could see happening in my neighborhood, happening in my life, happening in my family, whereas the other stories like the the white authors I don't know what to call them non indie <laughs> but yeah, traditional traditional um there was no relatability for me and yeah. so it didn't it didn't I didn't get sucked into the story and so I'm like why am I reading this <laughs> yeah yeah so I I, I love that and I think I too agree that everyone should get in their indie black romance author bag because there is gold and then there hills, okay? Gold. Like, that is, like, if, if you know, if your TV judges, you know, your insecures, your rap shits, your um, grand crew, like, stuff like that, like, that kind of stuff is happening in indie romance books. Like, it's not all just, oh, honey, darling, sweeties, and people fainting, and niggas ripping their shirts off. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, there is niggas ripping their shirts off, and we love those parts, but it's not just <laughs> that. Just it's that. a full-rounded and, story. And it makes sense within the context, you know? Like, we're writing about people who look like us, talk like us, act like us, you know, who are could very much be our best friend because they've experienced that same situation like mm-hmm. I just I don't know I'm in love with what I do and I have like the highest respect for all of my peers in the genre um, and I think that we just get overlooked far too often um, and some things get like overhyped and I'm just like this is what y'all say y'all want here go in black but y'all don't know like what the what are we doing here mm-hmm yeah, because it's not given the mainstream publicity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so people are like, they don't know. Like, I have to be honest. Like I said, I didn't know that this was out here until I just happened upon um, Nia Forster, and I can't remember how I even like said, "Oh, let's give this a try." It was probably because it was a black woman. And I was like, and there was nothing else I really wanted to read at the time. So I was like, okay, just give it a try. Um, But imagine if, like, those stories were at the front of your bookstores or your Amazon cards or, you know, all those things. And you, more than, you know, all the people out there like me who don't think that this is out there, 
should know. Yep. Should know. Absolutely, for sure. For sure. I mean, and that's like, while we're kind of, you know, bootstrapping it, right? Like, trying to get the word out on social media, partnering with, you know, different book influences and things of that nature, um, you know, trying to build those audiences because we have to do it, right? There's no machine behind us. There's no one else to do it. So, um, you know, it's pretty much all on us to amplify, um, you know, our own work and the work of, you know, the sisters that are writing beside us, too. Right. And see, that's what, um, that's what Jointly Black Girls is all about, building community and supporting each other so that we can all uh, reach higher heights, literally and figuratively. Okay. I like it. Yes, I know. I just thought of that. It was good. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I impress myself. <laughs> um, so I'm just over here stuffing this this King Palm while we uh, talking. But in the meantime, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself and your relationship with cannabis? Yeah. So um, I used to be a huge square. I used to be like, I am never smoking weed. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I can't believe you guys would ever smoke weed. Um, and then I met this boy. <laughs> <laughs> he brought you to the dark side. It's it's the light side, but in your mind at that time, it was the dark side. Like, and then I met this boy. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I let him talk me into hitting the blunt. Um, and I was like, oh, bitch, you've been living life wrong this entire time. Like, this is amazing. Right. Why have you not been doing this before? Um, so, you know, sadly, I I let that young man lead me down a road of destruction. Um, not getting into weed. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say destruction. My God. But yeah, man, destruction, weed, uh, peace. The one good thing that I can say that came from that relationship is my relationship with cannabis. There you go. Um, I love a silver lining. You know, shout out to, you know, him. May he rest in peace. Um, uh, Let's see. So after that, I was just a recreational user, right? You know, roll up with the friends, roll up at the crib, whatever. Um, But it wasn't until I actually started working uh as an author full-time that i started started using it um more often um but in different ways right so i currently work at home 24 7 writing books that's the job um and it's not always easy to i guess stay on task right um because i don't have anybody here telling me how much I have to do, when I have to do it, where it has to be done, you know, I'm the one that's responsible for sort of putting that into place. And so as I started, excuse me, building my routines and things of that nature, um, you know, I would take smoke breaks during the day, but I would do it to my detriment, right? Like I would just roll up whatever I had in the house and okay, you know, I'm a smoke. I'm going to smoke a little bit, and then I end up smoking a little bit too much, and then no more work get done, right? So, I'm like... Story of my life? (laughs) I'm like, there's got to be a way to find balance, like, to not, you know, just smoke myself out to eternity um, and end up not getting things done when I need to get done. Um, And so, I was like, okay, well, let me 
pay attention to, you know, what strains I'm smoking, right? Really think about the effects that they're having, you know, and if it's one that gives me inspiration and I can, you know, get to type in and I don't turn this to a couch log for the day, then, okay, let's write that down. Let's remember that one, right? So I started keeping track of strains. Um, and now I have like a rotation where I know like I can get these three or four strains. I can smoke while I'm writing and I won't lose my focus. I'll probably even hone in on my focus even better um, and give up more than I ever thought that I could output. So um, I did that. I've been doing that um, for the past like two years. And during one of those two years, I wrote like 11 books in that one year. So (laughs) like there was a month that I released three projects. I released was it shots? I think it was shots. No, no, no. It wasn't shots not taken. It was my second contribution to that series. So I released one novel called um, The Recovery, and then I released Bounce Back, which is in the and Trojans universe, and then I released uh, Thanksgiving Short, and it was like all within like a span of four and a half weeks or so. Wow. Talk about intentionality with your cannabis. It's so funny. Like when you were talking, I was like, oh my God, I went down this same journey. And that is exactly what brought on the Intentional Highness Journal. I'm going to get you one. So don't let me forget that when um, we finish. I'm going to send you one. And it is exactly for what you're talking about. To keep track of your experiences so that you know like, hey, okay, I just want to chill today so I can smoke this strain over here. But no, I really need to get some shit done. So let's stay away from those. And this one seems to... um, tends to help me focus and zone it. So that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to get you one of those because I think you're going to love it. Okay, yes. Uh, for sure. Um, oh my gosh, it was like you were you were saying that and I was like, this is exactly what the journal was for. I had the same experience. <laughs> so I'm so... That's I, crazy. I, I, mean, I, guess, I guess it's not that crazy because um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are trying to like find the balance. But yeah, right. man, like I... I, I was over here like, okay, how do I need to smoke it? Like, do I need to smoke it out my bowl? Do I need to smoke it out of palm? Do I need to roll a J? Like, and that's how, that's like, how specific you need to be sometimes because you can get different experiences from the same weed just depending on, like, your mindset, you know, your environment and everything. Like, it really is an experience every time you smoke. And so if you want to maximize your experience, why not make sure you're doing the right thing, smoking the right things, smoking out of the right things or consuming edibles if that's what you choose so that you can reach that, yeah. that um, the level that you're looking for. Yeah. I love that and um, cannot wait to get it to you and I want to hear your, um, your opinion, your feedback. I'm always yeah. here. Okay. And any other highness queen out there who has also gone through the same journey trying to figure out how to incorporate cannabis into their life intentionally so that they can make the best decision and don't end up a couch potato when they have like 7,500 things to do because I have been there and it's not, it's fun that day, not the next day, not the next not day the when next... all those 75 things are due. <laughs> so if that is you, definitely check out the website, www.bluntlyblackgirl.com and check out the intentional, um, intentional highness journal set. Now that I'm done with my little, uh, commercial. <laughs> a little impromptu commercial. 
I love, love it. Yeah. I love um <coughs> I love hearing how people started smoking because it's always like a different slightly variation. But um you know, like you said, the the positive out of a not so great relationship is cannabis, and I think that's a pretty fucking big positive. Like I mean, listen. Just saying. I- I, I too, <laughs> I do think it's a pretty big positive. Um, just listen. So I have uh, two of my closest girlfriends. We have a group chat, um, and all three of us are smokers, um, capital F smokers. And so we all just say, you know what, bitch? Imagine if we could not have weed in 2020. How would we have made it through? I would have died. I would have lost would we my mind. Here? Because, let me tell you, I smoke all day. All yeah. day. Because I work from home. So, all yeah. day. I actually smoke more during the day than after I get off work because I most of the time I'm smoking to concentrate, uh, to focus. Okay. So, I smoke a lot more during the day. And I'm like, how did I live when I had to go into the office? But the answer to that, I had Patty. Patty, my pen. Um, and we would go <laughs> on walks. We would We would go on walks. And so, you know. I, I went on a lot of walks. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. I do miss my walks now that I think about it. Like, uh, there's certain things about I miss about going into the office, and my uh, walks is definitely one of them. Me and Patty really bonded on those walks, okay? <laughs> and actually, that's where I used to do most of my reading. So I've seen, Ooh. like, since I came home, uh, started work from home, my reading levels have gone down drastically because... I'm not leaving and, like, going on a walk anymore, which I really should be, but, you know, here we are. So, we gotta, I gotta find a way. Maybe I'll start going back into work. I really, I say that every time, but I really don't want to. <laughs> like, no. No, I don't want to get dressed in the mornings. Like, I very much like I working in my pajamas. Listen, you see how I look right now? This is me six out of seven days, probably seven out of eight. Yes. I... It's, it's a mess. I it's do not want to be a like It's sweats and tees and two little shorts mm-hmm. and beanies because I don't feel like combing my hair. Agreed. It's comfy time around here, 247. Yeah. Because um, why? <laughs> like, why do I need to get up and be like a full human every day? Like, maybe you just get it, like, one day, and you'd be happy with that, and then leave me alone. Yeah. Straight up. Straight up. You are my kind of people, because (laughs) you just just understand me so well. (laughs) Um, So, I have finished um, stuffing my King Palm, so I'm about to light this up. But before we do that, let's let's do a quick rundown of what we're smoking today. Um, okay, I'll go first. You go first. Uh, you go first. Okay. Um, I am smoking double Durban Kush because after I get off of this call, I have to go to work. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And that's, you why, and that's one of my go-to strains that I know is gonna keep me together. You know. When you said that name, it just reminded me that I actually meant to roll up something else. <laughs> I like variety, so I have many different strains. 
Um, and yeah. I ordered one, and it's called Big D Energy. It's a sativa dominant. Oh. And I was like, I have to have that. I'm like, I'm big on names. Like, I, a good name will get me to buy it. Um, <laughs> listen, and, I said that, I, like, I want to do that. Like, I would love to work for a dispensary and name strains. Like, yes. that would be a dream job. Yeah. You know who else I want to know? <laughs> who names the streets? Like, who comes up with the street names? Because I would like that job, too. Like, <laughs> everything would be a rendition of, like, my name. Like, so you would have Jasmine Street over here, Jazz Street over there, J Avenue, <laughs> maybe a Kennedy Way. Like, you know, we need to let the people know <laughs> where she at. <laughs> Street. Yes, and then there would be some really <laughs> random ones like maybe Fred, because you know that's just a rad name. Um, Fred Street, <laughs> I would definitely need to do that. Pineapple, um, okay. maybe a color, just randomly like like Pink Street, Pink Avenue, Pink, Pink Avenue. Avenue. I would oh, have yeah. a house on Pink Avenue. I would too. I would too. <laughs> See, they need to give me a job. Because you gotta find out who do that. Who who who, who, who the names the streets? We gotta figure it out. Yeah, if you could name a street, what would you name it? Um. Hmm, that's hard. I know, I know. right? It's a hard job. Let me, tell you, let me tell you what's funny is that I always say that I'm not good at naming things, and it's literally my job to name not only things but people. I was gonna say I don't <laughs> believe that, friend. I don't believe it at all because I've seen how many characters you have. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always a struggle. Let me tell you. Do you know that for every man that I start writing, and I don't know his name when I start writing him, his name is Earl until I figure that out. <laughs> I love that. Do you know an Earl? I don't know an Earl. That's even better. Um, <laughs> and one of my homegirls, I don't, and I don't know where the name Earl came from, but that was just what came out of my fingertips one day. And I was like, I'm not keeping that because no. But, you know, Earl is just going to be the placeholder name. That's it. That is hilarious. Everybody's Earl. <laughs> that is Everybody's a very, Earl. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, that's my dad's name or like my uncle's name or something. <laughs> nope. Don't even know an Earl. <laughs> like, I'm really thinking like, through my whole life, I don't think I've ever met an Earl. Um, Which you know, I'm crazy. really, I'm really bad with names. I don't even know why I'm sitting here trying to remember because I could have fully <laughs> met an Earl like two days ago and completely forget his name. So, I'm really bad with names. Um, but it is, it is a uniquely black name. So I get it. Right. I get it. Um. So wait, I'm sorry. What did you say you're smoking again? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ain't Double even started Durban smoking Kush. and I'm forgetting shit. I'm smoking Double Durban Kush. Double Durban Kush. Yes, and that's what made me... I'm, I'm a little sad now. I forgot. I rolled up the wrong thing and I don't feel like rolling up anything else. So we're going to... I mean, it wasn't the wrong thing, but I really want to... It's not even open yet. I really want to try this Big D Energy. From cream of the crop, doesn't that just sound like it's kind like of it's cereal flour? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll use that for later. Maybe tomorrow when I'm doing all my worky stuff. Uh, but today, I have croissata, croissata, 
I think that's Chris Tata. Cross Tata. And okay. it, it is a hybrid from West Coast Cure. And my little my pineapple king palm. I don't know how to roll, so I love king palms. And oh, girl, I'm a palm fan because I too cannot roll. Are we like and besties now? Listen, this is a berry palm. You lie. <laughs> Wear it. There we Wear go. It. We are oh. over here king palming it up. Yes. Yeah. So do you Listen, do you get yours from we like the liquor? Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor? Margarita. I do like the margarita, but it's not my favorite. I was it's one of those that like I forget I like. And mm. so I like won't get it for a long time. I'm like, oh let me try that. I don't really remember what it's like. And then I get it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is good. This mm-hmm. is good. So I recently do you buy yours online or you go to the liquor store? I go to the smoke shop up the street. Yeah. So um, one of my listeners, and I'm so sorry I'm forgetting your name, but I know you know who you are because we had a full conversation about this. Um, and I appreciate you for it. She put me up on game, and she said to order them online because they're fresher. Because do you, do you begin, like, every, it's not every single time, but sometimes you go and get them, and they're stale, and they just crack, and it's just yep. annoying. Yep. And she's like, no, I started buying them online, like direct from King Palm, and they'll ship yeah. them to you. And she's like, never get stale ones again. I was like, I'm going to have to do that because I well, get so you. mad. I'm going to start doing that too. Like, right. they play. Because I started King Palms because, um, like, years ago when California went recreational, they had, like, all the dispensaries had to get basically get rid of what they had before it was recreational for new labels. So um, that last day, they were, like, having crazy-ass fucking sales and literally giving away shit. And Mm. they had a pack of King Palms in there. And I had never heard of them, never tried them. And um, threw them in the back of my drawer, never used them. Literally, I would say a year, maybe a year and a half later, I opened the pack, still fresh. Still fresh. Which makes me wonder, what are the Lucasdale people doing? Because I, mine were still fresh a year later. Why aren't yeah. yours? Why, what y'all got going on? I'm right. yeah. Questionable. But that was that uh, was the piece of advice that I was given was to order them online, direct from King Palm. They'll ship them to you, and you get a lot more flavors. They got hella flavors. Mm. She said something about a a, a peach cobbler favor, flavor. I can't even talk no more. Like, I got so oh, excited. Now don't say that. Look, Peach Look. Yeah, I got to go on to the site now. I got to go on to the site. I am making an order. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm so glad to have met my uh, King Palm sis. There you go. Um, I'm going to hit this real quick just because, you know, it's the first smoke of the day and I haven't smoked yet. Um, ooh, I really like the pineapple. Like, it's a yeah. nice. And then I had one. I had um I got an individual one the other day and it was guava. That Ooh. was not, I know I had never seen um like little indivi- it came in like a little tube. And I had never seen them like that before. Um but yeah, guava, it was super good. But now anytime yeah. I see a new flavor, I just try it. Try it. Yeah. 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 Um <coughs> <coughs> I, you know, this is a hybrid alcohol. 
after this, I'm supposed to be cleaning my room. <laughs> but the the joint will make that actual decision for us. <laughs> You're like, allegedly. I'm right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, let's do a quick temp check. I always like to check in with my guests because mental health and self-care is super important to me. It is um, literally a backbone of the podcast um, and has made a huge difference in my life. So I think it's important to stop and check in on our high friends and like just see how you're doing. Yeah. You know, it's up and down. Mm-hmm. Some days are good, some days are bad. And that's real. Um, but uh, the one thing I can say is that the day's going to keep coming. So, hell, make it through, bitch. Make it through. Right. Right. <laughs> Sometimes, like, that's what I have to tell myself. Like, when I, especially more now that I'm trying to control my anger or at least stop letting my anger control me. Yeah. I have to, I have to tell myself that sometimes. Like, you know what? Sometimes shit just don't work out. But you got to keep pushing. Yeah. Go ahead, be mad. Go ahead, be mad. Take your five, ten minutes or whatever you need to be mad. But we are not going to sit here. <laughs> we are going to keep pushing. And yeah, can't, can't dwell in it. Yeah, because it's so easy to dwell in it. Oof. The easiest path most often. Man, it gets so comfortable right. there. Well, right. it gets very right. uncomfortable, but like not moving is the comfortable part. But, you know, mm-hmm. the hell around you is very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I am, um, I'm. I'm glad to hear that you're reminding yourself that, you know, shit is going to get better. Eventually, at some point, it's got to get better. And you just got to keep pushing through. That's it. Yeah. That is it. That is beautiful. And, you know, with that said, I do hope we're we're coming to an uprun for you. So whatever is, you know, those negative times, we're going to leave some of those behind. For a little while. We're leaving all, we're leaving all them things behind you. I, even, better. <laughs> even better. Even <laughs> better. Um, let's. So we talked about what we're smoking. You're doing pretty good. You're living life. We're smoking and we're doing the things. Where are you located at? I didn't even. I didn't even know. I am in the Chicagoland area. Okay. I always enjoy seeing where people are from. So, um, can you tell me like what the Chicago, that's Illinois. Yeah, what's what's can the state of cannabis up there? Um, well, we are rec legal. Um, have been since ironically twenty twenty. <laughs> um, and with that has come some very interesting, I think, uh, situations in the city. I am just now really starting to see people like outwardly talk about cannabis outwardly like put together events and things of that nature um but it's trending towards like the the whites i don't know it's the whites it's yeah yeah them them because that's the same problem i find out here too um in in the bay area and i mean there are things so i'm looking into it but it's definitely like I'm glad to see that it's becoming more mainstream, but where is us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, like, I don't think I've talked to anybody from Chicago yet or from Illinois, so I wasn't sure of their um, legalization. But you know, yeah. good thing to hear that it's legal, cause girl, 
when it's not. Listen. Do you need a Listen. medical card to like go into the dispensaries out there, or you just need your ID? Just need your ID. Yeah, that's us too. Cause I be hearing stories about all these things these people got to do to get their their trees, and I'm like, good lord. Yeah, like I, it's like going to Seven Eleven. Yes. I walk in that boy, and normally I have a you know a reservation or whatever. I mean you know pre order. Um, but I'm like I ain't gotta jump through no hoops. I can go in here and get my tree. Lovely. I know it's gonna be consistent. Lovely. Like, cause you know, you try to support the like, the local neighborhood weed man sometimes, right? You try to give them the opportunity, right? They always inconsistent. <laughs> now, when I go on over to this damn dispensary, I already know they got what I want right. because I'd have found it on the internet prior to. Right. Um, they have a plethora so. of options. <clears throat> and see, that's the thing for me. I like variety. Like I want, and because, like I said, I'm super intentional about what I use and when, I need to be able to have different things saying, okay, I'm feeling this right now and I need to do this. So what cannabis is going to help me do that? So I need to be able to have, you know, options. And like you said, I I have a friend and he was like, why don't you ever like support your local weed man? I was like, well, one, I don't know any. He's like, what the fuck you mean? I'm one. I was like, oh, really? My bad, bro. <laughs> so as I was like, okay, I'm going to get some for you. Because again, yes, we always want to support the local weed man. Um, but like, also, like you said, I need consistency. <laughs> I need to know it's always going to be fire. And I need variety. I need to be able to get different things. And if you don't have 17 different yep. options, I can't come to you. So, but it's good to hear that um, you guys like got dispensaries out there like everywhere or are they like scarce? So, almost everywhere. Um, So, I live, like, right outside of Chicago, about half an hour. Um, And I literally live in, like, within a triangle of dispensaries. Like, five minutes this way, here's one. Five minutes this way, here's one. Five minutes this way, here's one. Um, Different brands, of course. Um, So, but they are are popping up more and more um, in, like, the Chicagoland suburbs. I think they're a bit more sparse. Um, as you go downstate in Illinois, um, which is kind of, I guess, to be expected just because of political beliefs as you travel further and further south um, from Chicago down through the rest of the state. Um, but, yeah. That's dope. Because I could, so I, Chicago can stay on the list of possible places to move in the future. Because I can't move nowhere where there are not an abundance of cannabis dispensaries. Yeah. 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 And, like, so I have this conversation with my friends often because, you know, I tell them, I'm like, within the next few years, I do want to move from here. I don't know where I want to move, but what I do know is that they got to have recreational cannabis available. Yes. <laughs> like, that's just it. <coughs> like, period. Like, that, that's one of my non one of my non-negotiable <laughs> <clears throat> honestly it's a huge reason why I don't want to move out of California like yeah. I mean there's other reasons and stuff but a huge reason is the recreational cannabis because I'm like I can't go back to living that life mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. I'm not mentally equipped for it and I just don't Listen. want to 
when I know there's other options at other places. Yeah, no. Good. Good. Um, That's so cool. I don't know if I realized that uh, Illinois was fully recreational, but I also don't pay much attention to Illinois. <laughs> I mean, outside of Chicago, who does? Right. Like... <laughs> I've been to Chicago one time, and it was for work. Okay. And so I didn't, like, really get to explore. We went to a few places. We went to, like, get pizza and somewhere else. I don't remember. But uh, it was cold. It was November, and it was very cold. And that's the biggest <laughs> part that I remember because I don't like being cold. Yeah, it, it 100% gets cold here. Um, well, global warming has helped some because <laughs> we are in late October and uh, – it's not tremendously cold out when normally it would have been like, okay, big cold weather. Um, but yeah, November through like the beginning of March, I spot it gets real. It snows, it right? Huh? It snows, right? Oh, hell yeah, it snows. Yeah, that's crazy. We had this thing, and it was like probably almost 10 years ago at this point, though, but it was like some snow apocalypse shit. And we got like 28 inches of snow. Now, mm. mind you, I am 60 inches tall, and I was at work when this st- snow. Let <laughs> so my walk home. <laughs> Good lord! That's... Waiting in snow up to my like thighs. Yeah, that was super fun. No, I don't ever want to live that life. Like ever, like ever, 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 like ever, ever, ever. And like, it was a freak. A freak snow, like I cannot. Before that, I cannot re- recall any other like memory in my life because I've lived here my entire life, um, with the exception of a few years here and there. But where I've dealt with snow to that capacity, I was like, mm, okay, well, all right, shit, we're here. What are we gonna do? <laughs> so I am now taking Chicago back off the possible. <laughs> places to move with. I told you global warming was helping with that. Because I cannot. I don't ever want to be that cold. Cold's, yeah. cold's better because it's easier to like warm up than it is to cool down. Yeah. But I'd really rather have neither. Like, can we just be normal and just be like a cool <laughs> like 68 to 72 in between there is the sweet spot. That would be like my perfect place to live. Yeah. Like, if it was like that year-round, sign me up. Yeah. Well, you know, California's not too far from that. But them days when it is far, it's not fun. It's <laughs> it's not fun at all. <laughs> I lived in Cali very briefly. I think it was about 16 and a half hours. Um, Wait. Back in 2007? You yeah. lived in California for 16 and a half hours? Mm-hmm. Huh. That's an interesting word to use. <laughs> yeah, um, it might have been more than 16 and a half hours, but it was such a brief moment in time that it felt like I'd only been okay. there for 16 and a half hours. <laughs> okay, I thought you literally meant. I was like, hmm. Friend. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what part of California? Yeah. So, uh, it was like four, like four months. Yeah, oh. it was like four months. What part of California? Uh, I was down near L.A. You gotta come up here um, and, and visit us. Out. Up What's in that? the bay. I said you gotta come up here and visit us in the bay. I know. I've never been to the bay. Um, and one of my friends, that's where she's from. 
Um, and I'm like, I have to come visit you. I have to, I have to come see you in your element. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, I used to really want to move, um, like, somewhere else. Like, I wasn't sure where, but just somewhere else, like, out of state. And, um, cause you know, you want to explore and, you know, do something new and stuff. But the order that I've gotten and the longer that I'm here, I'm like, I really don't want to move. I, yeah. yeah, it's expensive as fuck, but <laughs> it's literally what I've been dealing with my whole life. It's the beast that I know. Yeah, we have earthquakes, but we sure don't have them at the capacity that people be having like hurricanes and, and, and yeah. all, and what are those dust thingies? Uh, Oh, uh, tornadoes. tornadoes, yeah. No, we don't have that. So yeah, your house may shake a little bit every once in a while, but for the most part, we're good. Yeah. Our weather's nice. It's everything is legalized here. Like, I kind of gotta make. Yeah. But I will. I I do want to travel more. So that's my my happy middle decision. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, when you come out here, you you have to let me know, and we definitely have to try and link up. I'll show you some sight. For sure. Do you have, let's do like a quick story time. So, okay. do you have either your first time smoking story or your most hilarious time smoking story? Hmm. I feel like I should just tell the first time smoking story because... The hilarious thing, you might not think it's hilarious, but I think it's hilarious, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I'm intrigued. It might, it might turn out to be one of the things where I think it's funny and you like, okay, it's just not hilarious. Um, but so, now I want to know. I, I, I didn't have a specific one in uh, mind. I was just saying that that Oh, in general. You yeah. know, I tend to think that I am fucking hilarious all the time. Like, oh, I too. crack myself up. But other people will be like, nah, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> we are laughing at you, not with you. It's like, damn it. You sure that's like funny? Because I am dying inside. I, I thought it was funny. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Me personally. Yeah, but whatever. They're just, they don't have the right sense of humor. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and tell us your first smoking story. Yeah, so as I said, um, you know, it was a boy. Um, <laughs> who brought me to the place. Um, and I I must have just been getting on his nerves. <laughs> like, right? Like, we were sitting um, at his grandma's house in her basement. Um, you know, real classy shit. Um, <laughs> Wait, how old were you? Whatever. Huh? How old were you? Uh, seven? Okay, okay. That makes it more acceptable. Yeah. Oh, no, I wouldn't have gone. <laughs> <laughs> no now, you way. said 27, and I was like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> the 17. would have looked at me like, sister, what are we doing here? <laughs> 17, that's more acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. But yeah, we're sitting there, you know, in his grandmother's basement or whatever. Supposed to just be chilling. He decides to light up. I'm just not with it. I don't want to be spending like that. Uh, going off on and on and on. This mofo just go, hit this shit. <laughs> and put it to my lips. 
And you were like, yo, what do I do? (laughs) Man, I just hate some shit. Did, like, everything slow down in that moment? And you're like, oh, my God. What is Like, hike me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I hit the shit. And I I called like a motherfucker. Because I hit too much of it. (laughs) Yeah. But after I, you know, regained myself, um, after coughing, you know, myself damn near to death, I was like, oh, hmm. <laughs> you know how you get the gigglies? <laughs> I didn't know why I was laughing, but it was funny as hell. Yes. And I couldn't stop laughing. And <laughs> he said, I am tired of you talking. You need to do something else. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, like, <laughs> please, please. That's hilarious. Please well, go. you know, sometimes the the most random experiences turn out to better your life for the rest of your life. Listen. Because <laughs> it's one of those like, huh, my eyes have been opened. <laughs> and my lungs. Uh, Differences by Genuine just started playing in the background real softly. You don't know why. (laughs) Oh, shit. My whole life has changed, hasn't it? (laughs) Uh, I really want to, you know, I almost um, went to their concert out here with the Monica and Genuine and all of them. I think I would have really enjoyed that concert. A real, real throwback. But, I was gonna say it was probably a good time. Yes, but I can tell a genuine story. Believe it or not. Oh, let's um, do that. I love story time. Very brief. Oh, it's very brief. I so, love story time. Uh, one of my favorites, like of all time, is Janet Jackson. Right. So the year is two thousand and one. She is doing a concert um, at the university my friends go to. So clearly, I'm like, I gotta be there. Um, so I end up rolling down to the university. None of them wanted to go to the show. That's fine. I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> I got this. So I get there. I make friends with the girl who um is sitting next to me or whatever. And we you know we just chilling. We having a good time. The concert starts. Genuine is the opener. So he on stage. He doing his thing. We all in the audience. Ah! He hops off the stage. Comes up into the audience directly to the section that me and my new friend Astrid were sitting in. <laughs> Immediately. Ah! <laughs> Let me just touch you. Let me just touch you. The sweat of genuine's abs once rested upon my palms is what I'm telling you. <laughs> that is amazing. Now I am somebody who obsessively washes her hands. I really don't like stuff on my hands. I'm wondering how long I would be able to stand that on my head because it's genuine. <laughs> like, so would my internal, like, radar go off? Like, ah, I get to a bathroom or would it be like, genuine sweat is on my hands. <laughs> like, I am a golden child at this point. <laughs> I would have loved that. And that was before he started, like, his knees were not working very well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was like, Peak, that was prime genuine. Peak that was like, genuine time. That was pony genuine. Yes! Know, like, oh my god, yeah, I would have let the sweat stay there. <laughs> pony genuine, <laughs> I would have let the sweat stay there. 
We'll have to deal with the the craziness later, but this is gonna last. <laughs> that is, I want a story like that. Yeah. Now I am on the hunt to go to it, but you know, I don't like crowds. Uh, yeah. So I would never be close enough for somebody to jump down and me touch them because that means there's way too many people around me. So mm-hmm. probably won't ever happen, but you know. Maybe I'll do one of those VIP like packages one year. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would do it for J Cole. I would do a VIP package for J Cole, no problem. You like no questions asked. I Immediately. love that man. <laughs> Everything he does is gold to me. Um, that's a great story. I love that story, and I wish, I wish I was there. I was about eleven, <laughs> but <laughs> I wish I was there. <laughs> Um, so I want to get into our high blessings real quick. Okay, um, okay. Hmm. I'm thinking about something, but I'm not sure what I'm thinking about. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a high statement. <laughs> Somewhere I remember writing down something. <laughs> and I was like oh that's good I'm gonna use that but I don't remember what it was or what I was gonna use it for Mm. but I think it was my high blessing somewhere I don't know let me just look through my pictures I got a lot of notes I write a lot of notes because I forget everything yeah okay I found it Okay, yeah, I found it. Okay. I don't think this was the right one, but this will, this is definitely good. This is good stuff, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, our high blessings, high affirmations, positive self-talk, like I said, um, all that type of self-care and mental health work is super important to me and has really um, changed my life, to be honest. Like, I don't want to sound dramatic, but it really has. Um, so yeah. I want to bring that to others and my listeners. So do you want to do your high blessings first or would you like me to do mine? Uh, I can do mine. Let me click the outline real quick. So I want to make sure I say it right. Ours are, okay. It's so, so funny. Ours are a little related. I feel like, well, I mean, I, okay, never mind. But yeah, ours are similar. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so mine, and it's, it's not my original words, and that's the author in me from the need to say that so people don't know I'm not plagiarizing, um, but it's, I don't chase, I attract. Whatever belongs to me will find me. Yeah, and I love that. I think the, um, sometimes it's, like, especially for me, patience is not a virtue that I have. I tell people that all yeah. the time. It is not my strong suit. And I fully understand that, you know, life is about patience, but I just don't have none, okay? So <laughs> learning that whatever is, is meant for me will come to me, and it may not be in my time, whoo, girl, that took a whole lot of king palms to get finally start getting that one to go through the mind correctly, and I still struggle with it. So I think that's a beautiful affirmation to remind yourself that, you know what? I ain't got to stress out and figure out how to go chase after something because if it's meant for me, 
it's gonna come to me. You still gotta do the work. You still gotta do the work. You can't just sit back and, and, and not do anything. But if it's meant to be, it will be. And like that's that's like ultra important uh, in my career because it's so easy to look at what is being successful for other people and trying to. Oh, well, I'm gonna write that then, right? I'm, I I see that everybody is into vampires this month, so I'm gonna write that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna write that. Mm-hmm. Uh, bitch, like you you don't got a fang in your body. Like what are you <laughs> talking about? Like why are you trying to hop on somebody else's wave thinking that you're gonna replicate their success? Like no, that is not the thing that is meant to pop for you. So you need to stay in your lane, mind your business, keep focus on what you're doing. And the acclaim or whatever, it's going to come, but mm-hmm. you have to do the work. Like, you cannot just sit here and think that, you know, if you hop on a wave real quick or if you try to follow in somebody else's footsteps real quick, that you're going to get to this, you know, place where it's far beyond your wildest dreams. You're not, because... Because those aren't your dreams. <laughs> like, and and it, gets, it, it gets sniffed out when you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, it's so very easy to sniff that out. And it doesn't, it becomes work. It doesn't be, it's not enjoyable. Like when, like, yeah, doing what your passion is, is work. But when you're trying to fit yourself into a box that you really don't fit in just so you can get that acclaim, like that is so much harder than the work Mm -hmm. that you have to do for something that you're actually passionate about. Yeah. Yep. Love that. Thank you for the reminder because I know it's, I have that, um, I have to take myself off of social media sometimes because that, Mm -hmm. that comparison demon starts creeping in my ear. And so Mm -hmm. that's a a great reminder for myself, you know, whatever belongs to me is, will be for me and it will come. I just got to stick to the plan. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, mine, so I sleep with the TV on, hella random, right? I know, but there, it, it comes back around. Um, I sleep with the TV on and I got up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and, um, I want to say it was TD Jakes, but I was definitely half sleep and I just remember a black preacher man. Okay. But, um. The one line that I heard, and it stuck with me all night, like through my sleep and all night, um, was just because God didn't, just because God didn't give you what you wanted, doesn't mean He is not working in your life. And Oof. it was like it was one of those had to be a perfect moment because as the I came out of the bathroom, that's the only thing I heard. I laid down and I was asleep. That's, mm. Like that's the only line I heard, and. I woke up and I was like, I need to write this down. (laughs) I need to write this down because so many times I sit there and I'm like, I'm doing all this work and it's not happening. I'm doing everything I can and it's not happening. Like what I want is not happening. And I see it. And like you said, I see it for these other people. And so that comparison demon starts coming in and to sit back and be like, you know what? It may not be happening how I wanted or how I planned, but it doesn't mean that something's not happening to set me Uh up for what I really, truly want in the end. And getting that bigger perspective instead of being so focused on whatever's not happening in that moment 
feels like sometimes like a weight lifted off your shoulder, right? Like once you finally decide, like, okay, I'm going to just go with it. I'm going to go with the flow and trust that this is going to end how it's supposed to and that that's going to be in my favor in whatever way it is. Uh It just takes like a layer of stress off, at least for me. Yeah, Um, 100%. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we get bottlenecked in the immediate, right? We get bottlenecked in the, I can only see five feet in front of me, and if this is not, you know, where I think I should be at this point in time, that means I should just give up and da da da, da. No. No. Trust the process. Like, mm-hmm. I got to go all Joel and beat on you, but trust the process. I it's do like... not like that man. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. That's probably the worst name you could have said. I do not like that man. I am a diehard Celtics fan, okay? And okay, I am so okay. sick of Philly. I am so sick of Philly and Joel Embiid. I'm also sick of Milwaukee, but uh, uh, what's his name don't get on my nerves as much as oh, Embiid does. Yeah, Giannis, because, I mean... And B, don't get me wrong, he got he got skills. He's a great ball player. I don't like his attitude. As a person. Yes. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And I'm not I'm not I'm not a Joel and B fan at all, but trust the process is a bar. Y- you're right. Yeah, I got so you now, Oh my god. The process probably wasn't to be trusted. But, <laughs> you know, so, um, <sighs> they, they process was a little uh, you know, rusted, but <laughs> as far as me and my life I'm not going to sit here and think that every minor inconvenience or setback is, you know, meaning that this is not the plan where I will be successful. Right. Like, I didn't leave my full-time job to do this full-time on a whim. Like, I never thought that I was going to be a full-time author. Ever. I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to write these little books on the side. It's going to be cute. Some little pocket change, you know, whatever. Um, But then I was... An incident happened at day job, and I was like, okay, is this the sign? Is this the thing? I'm going to go talk to some people around me who are my counsel, see what they say, and all of them were like, this feels like the sign. And I was like, hmm, okay. I felt it. Y'all feel it. Okay. Let's feel this it together. It. Let's embrace it together. Like, this, this must be it. This, mm-hmm. this, this is the sign. And so I hopped out here, and it ain't always been sunshine and roses, but I ain't going back. Mm-hmm. And if you like, ain't going every back. Time, like, and every time there's a setback, almost immediately the setup comes. Mm-hmm. Almost immediately. Every time I'm like, mm, you know what? No, this, I might have put too much dip on my chip. I did too much. I, I might got to go back and work for the man. Almost every time I entertain that thought, something else happens. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, girl, stay here. This is where you <laughs> need to be. Yeah, I, I love that. And I'm so happy to hear that for you because, one, then we wouldn't have the stories to read, and I love the stories. And, two, I just love to see a black woman happy in her passion, in her purpose, and making money. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, that felt really good. I feel very uh, motivated to stay on track because, like you said, there are plenty of times where I'm like, ready to say, fuck all this shit. <laughs> I'm just going to go sleep for the next six years and not do anything <laughs> but go to work and come home. But then we have these moments and it's like, no, 
this is why you do it. This is why you keep moving. And um, I'm so happy that you continue to get those moments when you're thinking about reverting back to the man. Because let me tell you, I still work for the man. It ain't nothing over here. It ain't nothing over here. <laughs> Stay on your side, okay? And, and I'll meet you over there soon. Because <laughs> Lord have mercy. It's a mess. They ain't nothing out there. They ain't nothing out there. No. Nothing, not a thing, not a thing. Uh, or at least nothing that ain't that couldn't be better over where you at. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, so, yes, I hope that you continue to get those um, reminders anytime that you need. Um, and anybody else out there, I hope that you get the reminders that you need when you're thinking about, hmm, is this really right for me? Am I really doing my purpose? I really hope you sit and smoke a blunt you know, whatever blunt strain gets you to thinking and you really sit there and you take that thought. And if it really is your purpose and it really is your passion, keep pushing. Keep Stay pushing. Yes. Well, that was fun. I'm going to hit my uh, my King Palm again and then we're going to get into this blunt talk about you some, creating some bomb-ass characters. And <laughs> I love that you've already told us that like cannabis is a part of your creative po- uh, process so I really want to uh, delve into that some more so okay let's see if I cannot cough <laughs> I always like try not to and then yeah we never really know what's gonna happen what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah cause the effort is there every single time but 85% of the time fail. of the time it don't work? (laughs) That was actually a very small cough, so I'm still going to count that in in the work section. I think we're good there. I don't know what it is. Like, I just have, like, little baby lungs. Well, also, I have asthma, so I really shouldn't probably be smoking, but, you know. However. (laughs) Here we are. Here we are. Those have their trade-offs. Yeah, and it's very, like, very mild. Um, so anyways, t- tell us what your author origin story is. Like, how long have you been writing? What got you into writing? What do you love? So I, I've been writing almost all 40 years I've been on this earth. Like I started reading at a very young age, um, and then got in my mind that I could write a book one day. Um, and that reason why that got in my mind is that, um, we were on a family road trip. We had gone down to St. Louis to visit my grandmother's cousin. And she says, she tells me the story every time I see, well, she did, um, she passed away last year, God rest her soul. But she tells me the story every time I see her, she said, I walked in the room and I just knew that you were reading a book to Joey. Now, Joey was my baby cousin who, if I was like six, he had to be like a baby baby, um, at that point. And... She said she walked in the room and I was telling him a story and it sounded to her like it was an actual like book I was reading from. Mm. So she said to her surprise when she made her way around the corner, she realized that, no, I was just telling him the story out loud. Um, And so like literally she spoke over my life the entire time saying, you need to write a book, you need to write a book, you need to write a book. You wrote that book yet? Um, (laughs) And so I did not do that. I tried, right? I, I was always writing. I've always been a a huge writer girl, whether it's personal journals or even, you know, trying my hand at fiction a few times, but nothing really stuck. Um, 
But then in like 2016, it had to be 2016, like I woke up one morning and I had an idea for like this short story. And so I was in a group chat with two of my friends and I was like, I have this idea for this story. Um, Like if I can get some words down, like, will y'all read it and tell me what you think? And so they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. And so I started writing this, what I thought was going to be a short story. And then passed it off to them to read. They were like, okay, so where's the rest? Like, what else happened? Like, this is not, where you stopped it is not the end. Um, and so I kept writing through, writing through, writing through until I had a whole book. Um, and then I sent that whole book to them. And I said, okay, y'all read this and tell me what you think. And they were like, this is great, except you should have did this, you should have did this, you should have did this, right? And they were all things that I had been avoiding along the course of the manuscript, which is really writing detailed sex scenes, um, really digging deeper into, like, some of the emotional situations that happen, um, and not having everybody talk so formal, right? Um, So did those things, and sent it back to them. I said, okay, what y'all think? They're like, okay, so you're ready to publish it. And I was like, oh, hold on. I didn't... Where did that come from? That wasn't a part of the plan. Oh, that wasn't a part of the plan, because here goes a cover. My friend who makes my covers, she made a cover for me. Like, <laughs> learn how to upload, because we can teach you how to upload. You need formatting, because we can tell you how to do your formatting. Because you're going to do this. Yeah. So I was like, all right, then I guess we're doing it. Um, and so, yeah, July of the year, I put out my first book. What, um, what book was that? I have to go read it now. Uh, that was Adore You. Okay. Yeah, that's that the first book. Sounds familiar. Because I always, that's like, when I find a new author, book. I always go through, like, their full catalog and, like, see yeah. where I want, if, do I want to start with their first book? Do I want to start with the series? Like, and so I think that is on my Goodreads to be read list, I think. Yeah. So now everybody go that read that. Go get her first book. <laughs> and any yeah, other book as well. Great. Like, you know, you don't you don't uh, have to stop I, there. There are there are now forty one of them out 41 here. Forty one books. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, so I, just, I just put out a project a few days ago. Um which is me trying something different. Um, in a couple ways, because I didn't put it on Amazon. That's the first thing. I'm selling it directly through my site, um, and I'm never putting it on Amazon. And then um, I dipped my toe very lightly into paranormal. Very super, like, it's just the, the tippity tip of it. <laughs> um, there's that much paranormal in it. Um, but and I, it's been an idea that I've had for a while. Um, just to write within other subgenres, and so this was my attempt, and I think that it came out well. So, can we know the name of that one too? Yeah, that one is called "If Only for One Night." There we go. I'm excited because I really, truly um, love reading, and I really do feel like when I found um, Nia Forster, Christina T. Jones, you know, all those these indie authors that we were talking about earlier, it, like, rejuvenated my love of reading again. Like, I can remember very distinct moments in my life um, 
where, because like you, like you, I've always read stories. I've always had a library card. I, my dad had me reading books probably before I could actually talk. But <laughs> there are a few distinct moments in my life where I can remember the love of reading being like refreshed for me and yeah. finding black romance authors was one of those moments. And so I'm like so excited like to go read the the new stuff. And I've never really done never really read any of the paranormal stuff, so I think that'll be it's not scary though, right? Like not scary. For, I don't do no, scary. No, I'm a big old uh, scary cat. So okay. it, it won't it's not scary. Okay. <laughs> that'd be my 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 biggest fear. I'm like, mm, am I going to have nightmares? It's just a tiny bit. It's just a tiny bit of witchcraft. Just okay. a tiny bit of witchcraft. So I yeah, I can do that. I can't do ghosts. Even though yeah. I have talked to a ghost in my old house, but like okay, so like it's not a ghost, mm. but somebody does get reincarnated. No, that's that feels fine to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate you helping me here because look, <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to have. I am. I am in my thirties, and I still have nightmares from scary movies and scary books, and I just don't want to live that life. It's yeah, not fun. Hey, I'll feel you. Yeah, I'll feel so. you. But this sounds like you know something I can deal with and and you know possibly find a whole new like you said subgenre, subgenre. <laughs> Get into open my mouth. Um, that I could really enjoy as long as I don't you know get yeah. terrified. <laughs> um, but I I love that. I think that is so um beautiful that. Your, you said your grandma, right? Uh, actually, my grandmother's cousin. Your grandmother's cousin, yeah. That somebody saw that in you at a really young age and really just kept, like, reinstilling that, reinstilling that, and, like, making sure yeah. you hear, like, hey, you have a gift, and I've seen it. And, you, again, you may not realize it now, but God is doing something in your life, and it is mm-hmm. going to pay off for you in, in the long run. And I think that is just really a beautiful story of, you know, the affirmation I just shared, but also a beautiful story in and of itself. Um, because who doesn't want somebody in your life who just speaks your, your, your purpose over you? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, I've read your stories and I do think that sharing these stories is one of your purposes. I'm sure you have many more in mind, but this writing thing, this authorist thing is your purpose because I am ready to like gobble up the rest of these stories now. Yeah. So tell us about your creative process. Like how do you set the mood? Like, especially when it's like a difficult scene or like, um, like the emotions in the scene are difficult or it's a scene that you haven't been able to like flesh out how you want to. Yeah. What does that process look like? So I am, so I I know a lot of writers can like write disordered. So like they can write like the scenes as they come to them and it doesn't have to be in the perfect chronological order that it will go into the book. I can't do that. People do that? I have to write. Huh? Authors do that? I've never would have thought. I've always thought that you just write a story as it flows. For some people though, it doesn't flow. A, B, C, D. It might be A, C, F, R, Q, you know? Oh, that would feel so, so difficult to me. Yeah, like I, I can't do it. Like, yeah. and 
I've been writing a book and I know like exactly what's going to happen in a future scene, but I can't write that scene until I actually get to it. Yeah. That's probably the most frustrating shit ever because <laughs> especially if I'm like blocked at where I'm at currently. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, so I always tell people that I don't necessarily believe in writer's block. I think that you just don't want to write what the characters are telling you to do. Right. Like sometimes I try to change the outcomes because this isn't what I like or this isn't what I would agree with or this isn't what I would do. Well, the girl it's not your story. And I know that sounds crazy to be like, you're not listening to what the characters tell you, you know, to do. But like I can't describe it without sounding weird, but (laughs) (laughs) like I really am just a conduit for the stories like I'm not the final decision maker as many times as I wish I was. Um, I could probably write projects way quicker if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that I, honestly makes, at least to me, maybe it's because I am such a big reader, it does make sense to me. Like, it's, the author is the person who's telling the story, but the story really is those words on the pages, those people in that, you know, that you visualize in your head. That's what the story is. Like you said, you're the conduit to get that story out. So there are going to be times where it's like, mm, should I really do this here? I think the biggest way for me to like, where I understood that was um, like when an author would say like, they'd kill off somebody or they would do something to somebody and they'd be like, yeah, I was so mad that happened too. And I'm like, yo, you wrote it. What do you mean? <laughs> you're mad. You did it. And then I was like, well, I mean, I guess if that's just the, how the, you know, how the story's supposed to go, that's how the story's supposed to go. And, you know, if they're mad about it and I'm mad about it, we could just be mad together. <laughs> so. That's happened to me, like, with people being like, oh, I thought that you should have had this person whoop so-and-so butt or you should have had them, like, I felt I would have had them lay hands. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, that's not the way that they chose to resolve the conflict. Like, I wish I could write a, you know, a violent heroine <laughs> instead of one who, you know, conflict avoidant. But and, and in real life, I am not conflict avoidant. So, you know, it's hurting me just as much as it's hurting you. Believe mm-hmm. me, sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because again, like you said, you're you're telling their story. And, yeah. you know, it just so happens, you know, a whole lot of people who want to say some stories mm-hmm. in your head. And I, yeah, I, I particularly that's, like them. That's, that's just as crazy, just as crazy as the sound of coming out your mouth. It's just as crazy as it is up here. Right, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, mm, that doesn't sound great. But she knows what I mean. <laughs> there are a lot of people in that. I don't know how many little my, minuscule doors are in the walls of this brain. But they come out and peep the head out and be like, hey, don't forget about me. Remember when you said you was gone? I'm just letting you know I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> so do you like have like specific writing hours or like because I know you said you do this full time so and you know being a full-time author I'm very sure takes a lot more uh structure than most people recognize so what is what is like a normal day in your writing process look like so if I'm actually truly writing and not in that point during the project where I'm just wallowing in self-pity, um, 
I typically get up in the morning. Um, my alarm goes off at 5.30. I don't know why, because I don't get up and do anything <laughs> with it about that um, around that time. But, I, you know, I'm up, and I'm thinking about the day, and I'm thinking about what I got to do and what I got to get done. Um, and if I'm in the throes of a story, I'm probably heavily thinking about the chapter that I'm going to write. Um, because I do this thing, actually, before I go to bed each night, is I will write, write, Lord, speaking to a voice note about what I'm going to write the next day. So then that way I can, like, get all my th- thoughts out about it, um, and it's the last thing that I'm thinking of before I go to bed. So then usually when I wake up in the morning, I'm more grounded in where I think the chapter will start and end. Um, but as far as, like, a daily schedule, like, I'll get up, um, lollygag around for about an hour and a half, come to my desk, answer any emails that may have come in overnight that I missed the night before, um, get some coffee, scroll social media for about an hour and a half, (laughs) like, probably between the hours of, like, nine and four, I try to spend all of that time writing, um, or conversely, if I'm not writing, but I'm working on an editing project, I'll spend that chunk of the day doing that, um, but, uh, distractions pop in and out, of course, um, and I'm not one to give way to distractions, um, and then I like to say that I have a a hard end time before. Um, but I don't, I usually check my email inbox one more time, um, after then to see if anything else is coming that, you know, needs immediate attention. Um, and then I'm supposed to be done with working for the day. Um, but unfortunately that's not how my brain works is all of a sudden I'm drawn back to the computer to start a new chapter because these people in my head won't shut up yammering and I need to get this out of my head. Um. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that whole, you know, 9-4 are my working hours. That varies because sometimes it's 9 to 10, and then from 10 to whatever, I do a ton of other things that have nothing to do with uh, the business of writing. And then maybe I'll come back at 7 p.m. and I'll be on the computer from 7 to 11. But, you know, I'll have completed two more chapters. So, The, the yeah. joys of working for yourself. For sure, yeah. for sure, because I couldn't do that with nobody else's time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I get in my old job, I, you know, I was at, I was there 7 to 4 every Monday through Friday. Like, if they needed Saturday overtime, 7 to 1. Like, so coming here, and I tried to, like, do a hard schedule with myself. Uh, you know, when I first worked from home, okay, these are going to, we're going to get up, we're going to go to the coffee shop every day, we're going to write for this time, then we're going to break for lunch, and then we're going to come back and we're going to write some more, and then we're going to go home and, girl, <laughs> that, that lasted all of four months, and then, uh, Four months? The I, I was going to give you four weeks, so that. And then the pandemic happened, oh. and shut that all day. Okay, now I got it. <laughs> yep. So, um, sort of trying to get back, like, I don't want to say that my schedule just, like, completely collapsed during the pandemic, but it definitely took some blows, um, and in letting go of some of that order, like, I kind of, you know, was just real lazy with even, oh, whatever, it'll have to be done, so I say it's done, okay, no, no, Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. So that's why now I have to have my block of time that's 
dedicated to work stuff. <laughs> but still the free time to be like, okay, if I need to move this, right? You have to find what works for you the best. Because I think that's, yep. I did the same thing um, when we can't, like I still have my day job, but the structure that I lost, I'm finding now I need to find some type of middle ground because I went from very, very structured to absolutely none because yep. I was home all the time. And now I need to find, like, you go from one extreme to the other. And now I need to find that middle ground that, like, what makes actual sense for me. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you you survived a lot longer than I would have, you know, getting up and going <laughs> somewhere every morning. I think maybe a week. Maybe a week. I would have okay. lasted. <laughs> My, yeah. I'm really trying to work on getting back to a schedule because it's, the, the the consistency is what keeps you going. But when you don't have to get up, I don't want to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not fun. But, you know, I am so glad that you found what works for you because, like I said, you figuring that out results in more stories for me to read. So I'm not mad at it. <laughs> You're like, this is a mutually beneficial thing. It yes. works for both parties. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so how do you, where do you get your inspiration for your characters? Like, because I know you talk, you're talking about all the people talking in your head, but like, how do you like come up with these characters? How do you get in their, their heads, especially for like the male characters? Is it harder to get in their heads than the woman characters just because you are a woman? So, actually, no. Um, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible when I say it, but I think like a nigga. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Valid. I understand. So, like, you know, like, I, 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 too, too often, I think, you know, in alignment with heterosexual men, like, regarding different matters, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just how to walk through life. Because, you know. But, like, the one thing that I do have to work hard at um, is the writing to, like, tantalize a woman from the man's point of view. Because, like, I'm like, does this even sound sexy? Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, does this sound sexy or corny, right? Right. Um, Which is a a difficult line to straddle Mm -hmm. um and then also like i personally like whenever i'm like writing the more intimate scenes i don't like crass language and that might sound like i'm a prude but i'm not because i'll be writing people doing some uh, everything in these books but they're just certain words i'm just like maybe that's not the 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 thing that we want to you know incite here like pungent is not a you know like pungent that I don't I don't feel like that's proper right there. <laughs> like, like strong smell? Yeah. Oh. People use I I would not like that either. Like cuz I feel like it pungent has a negative connotation. Negative connotation. Yeah. For sure. And for sure. But I think what happens is sometimes um people don't take context into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um with word choices that you know are made. Mhm. I'm like, I, I, I get why you probably want, because maybe it was a strong aroma, but, like, 
not an unpleasantly strong one, like the word, <laughs> <laughs> like that, that conjures up unpleasantly strong. Right. <laughs> right. Because I was like, hmm, that's a word to choose. Right. That you would not want to be choose to be associated with intimate times. Like, Mm-mm. no, why would you do that? <laughs> so then do you think it's, it's harder to write the female perspective? Um, no, I, they're equally like challenging and it's not even POV wise. It's whether or not I have to like put a ton of emotion into a reaction that they're having. Right. Um, because I think that like the more like emotional interpersonal, like conflict scenes are probably the most hard for me to write. Um, just because I don't want to feel sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're exploring the full depth of emotion of that character, like you got to hop into those shoes um, to be able to, you know, adequately portray it. So that's a thing that I am always pushing myself to do more and more um, with, you know, show how the, they're feeling instead of telling the audience they were sad. Like, writing that emotion into it, um, into their responses or even facial expressions or whatever. Um, so yeah, those are probably the, the hardest scenes for me to write. Yeah. I would, I, I could imagine. Cause like just you describing, I'm like, yeah, that I don't think I'm the best with emotions. So like to have to like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't deal with mine very often. So to deal with whole other people's like and multiple in one and I'm not that's not even how I would react in that situation. Like that would yeah. be stressful for me. It's a lot. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. You know, you know, you always think, Oh, I'll maybe one day I'll write a book and then like you talk to somebody who's wrote a book and you're like, mm, maybe I won't. <laughs> <laughs> mm, maybe I'll just It's keep so reading. funny because like I think that with, like, the, you know, um, the prevalence of, you know, independently published works now and pretty much anybody with a Kindle account and a dream can, you know, upload and write a book, um, it's caused, it's, it's. There are a lot of. Some people think it's real easy to do this. Yes. And it comes off in your writing because I've read some books and I'm like, why did you do this? Like. There is a very, I think there's a very big difference between somebody who can write a story and someone who can author a book. Mm-hmm. And, like, most people can write a story. You have a beginning, a middle, end. there's an up and a down, there's a plot twist, whatever. But, like, to author a book and to build characters and to, like, create relationships and uh, relativity to so many different people mm. that takes skill yeah for sure and for sure. there's a lot of the first which I, I can't knock you for trying I think if you have a dream go after it but at the same time I give very real reviews <laughs> and so if this don't feel right I'm gonna be like mm, no 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 uh, but you're, you know, you're definitely not on that list. <laughs> so, <laughs> Phew, <okay>. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now I just I I you know it's it's because I think of my characters as real people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yes, you know, they are fictional archetypes, whatever. But like, you can't write a two D book. Like, I hate reading two D books mm-hmm. where I'm just like, no, like you need to dig deeper. I think that's a lot of the reason too why I write in first person as opposed to third. Um, just because that closer like. Closer to the actual character, mm-hmm. um, you know, there isn't that distance of being the omniscient narrator. Um, like getting inside of somebody's head and really sort of pushing that out um, is like one of the things that really like draws me to the books that you know I hold in high esteem, like across genres, whatever. Like it's those books where I'm so deeply embedded into the character's life as we're moving through that I'm like, oh, shit, okay, like, I'm not, you know, a middle-aged white woman from Naperville who helped my neighbor kill our other neighbor. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was the plot from my book. I just read it last night. But, like, I was so, like, deeply involved in there because, you know, the way the characters were written. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, character it's, it's a... Character development it's a is... Thing. I think it's a, a, it's a talent. It's... It's something you can learn um, with a lot of practice, but I also think it's something that, like, is innate in some people. Yeah, and for sure. And that's what really draws you into a story to be like, oh, I'm on my break, but let me just read this chapter real quick. Or, you know, I'm sitting, waiting for somebody to come out of the grocery store, let me read my book real quick. Those are the type of books that I love, and... They, my dad calls my books Hot Get a Mess, which is not wrong, um, but I love it because I always say I prefer my, my drama and mess to be in my stories than in my real life, so I'm not mad hey, at that, and, but there's always a point in the show where I completely forget what I was talking about. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have reached that point now. Because I don't remember how we got it. How like, I, got I was it. on the way to a point. Yes. <laughs> and then I got distracted. Now I have no idea what I was saying. <laughs> but character development is important. Was the point that I'm sure I was key. going to make. It is key for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> every time. Every time. Always the point where I forget what I'm talking about. And it's literally like everything just goes blank in my mind. <laughs> Listen, I've had that happen more than one time before. Well, I'm like, and let me tell you what's really bad. So my ass, I will be like doing an event or like doing a virtual popping with a book club or something. I'll be like, I'm going to just smoke a little bit before I do this. <laughs> And the woman smoked a little too much. <laughs> and so it, it'll be a thing where someone's asking me a question, and I will start answering the question and then go off here somewhere. And in the middle of me going in that direction, I'm like, mm, I knew I should have traveled down this road because I don't know how to get back to where we were. That's exactly so what I will, happened. I will famously end the thing and be like, you know, um, I hope that answers your question. (laughs) (laughs) 
Knowing good and damn well, it probably did. Like, I, you know, I feel like I meandered off a bit, but I hope that answers your question. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. I've, I've done that at work, and, like, sometimes they just be throwing random meetings, and I'm like, yo, I'm high. <laughs> and like, so, how dare y'all? Yeah, and so I'm in the meeting, and I'm talking or whatever, and then I'll just, like, my friend tells me, she's like, I can always tell when you forget what you're going to say because you look up into the left. <laughs> your eyes just start rolling around in your head like you're trying to remember I was like, yeah. feel completely. <laughs> that's not wrong <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> oh my gosh it's a mess but you know it makes for some great tangents so I'm not mad at it Hey, you know, there's always, uh, there's always a message. It might've been a detour, but there's always a message. Look, sometimes, you know, you just, you know, the light is out. So you got to go around the block real quick and then to get to your house. So, but it's fine as long as you get there. The problem is sometimes I don't get there, but which I'm honestly not sure if I got there this time because I still have no idea what we were talking about. Normally it comes back to me by now. <laughs> like nope I got nothing still (laughs) okay Uh, how many characters do you think like if you had to guess how many characters have you birthed um (laughs) I know so if I'm just going hero heroine um the answer is hold on because I mean 41 books I am shook it yeah, that but, is okay. A, so, like, wait, listen, can we take a right? moment and just like for 41 books? Absolutely, for sure. Yes. It's because, okay, so some of my books have more than one couple involved. I know. So, oh, shit. Like, well, I mean, like, if I was just going like the main couples, I could probably give an estimate. Like, ballpark between all you have 41 books. Let's say, yeah. would you think like three hundred? There's a minimum of two people. It's probably like I'll say between all of them, probably like if it's forty one, forty one times two is eighty two. So let's go like yeah, about a hundred. How do you come up with all these names? Names, okay. So, well, we know um, we know all the men are Earl <laughs> at first. Yeah, at conception, all of the men are Earl. <laughs> Unless he comes to me with his own name. Because sometimes they come to me with their own names. Love it. Um, Which, that's just weird. Like, Does that mean, like, you know this is going to be a good character because he's already coming to you like, I'm here, and this is me. Yeah. Those are the ones that I appreciate because they give me more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I, I get it quickly because they like, okay, I'm ready to talk now. This is what happened. So, da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, slow down. My fingers only move so fast. <laughs> um, but for for names, so I um, use baby name websites. Um, like, especially if I want the names to mean something that have, like, something to do with the story. So, like, um, for this latest book that I just put out, if only for one night, um, the heroine, her name is, like, I think it's pronounced, like, Kaili. Um, 
and like her name means like victory or like overcoming and then her hero his name is renee and that means reborn so like i went and searched out like those words in specific and then i looked at all the names that meant that and i'm like okay this is the one i like the best this is the one i like the best okay will these work together yep they're gonna work together cool this is it um other times um sports rosters um i will go look at a a smooth basketball (laughs) roster football roster WNBA roster like there (laughs) there was like a run of like four books where they were all named after WNBA players and my friend who's one of my readers is like so sis you just gonna keep naming them after W players i was like look it worked it worked what can i say because Well, I haven't. I've only read the one, so I guess I can't really jump on that bandwagon. But I was gonna say, but only a true reader of your stuff or somebody who like really knows you would be able to recognize that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And the friend that like pointed that out, she's my alpha reader, so like she literally reads everything, everything. before anybody else reads or whatever. Um, and yeah, immensely helpful to my process for sure. Um. I would have never thought to look at, like, sports rosters and stuff. Because I have a thing about naming things. Like, I have a lot of plants. I actually have about 41 plants. And, oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, most of them have names. All of them. Yeah, all of them have names. Um, okay. <laughs> and I'm always, like, trying to figure out how, like, what to name them. You know, I just say, like, oh, the name will come to me because they don't all start out with names. But it'll come to me, and then that'll be it. But I'm like, I struggle sometimes to figure out the names of my plants and to name all the characters in a book. My, like, even, like, ancillary characters you got to find names for. Like, Jesus. Sounds like work. Yeah, because, like, well, for, like, side characters and stuff like that, normally it's just whatever random name pops in my head as I'm talking about that person. Like, I don't go to the baby name websites for, like, all of that. Um, it's just you gonna be who you gonna be. Um, but then it sometimes sucks, but then, like, I'm like, oh, I gave a side character a name that was, like, a really good name that should have been a main character name. <laughs> but I ain't never gonna write about this damn side character. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Another skill. I've been trying to give my side characters, you know, very nondescript names, unless I know that there will be a future main character, and then I'll, you know, let them have a little jazziness in their names. (laughs) So there are maybe like Earls and then like Earl Juniors who just get other random names. There's a hierarchy to the Earl. (laughs) Hierarchy to the Earls. I love it. Um, okay, so, again, because Shots Not Taken is the book that I just read, if you had to cast them, uh, okay, Jade and, and Nico, what, who, who would play them? Okay, so I cannot answer that question because I'm not a movie, TV watcher girl. I, I watch things like I get into like it'll be like three weeks where I'm like I want to watch TV. That's all I'm going to do is watch TV. That's the only thing I'm going to do. 
Um, and so, like, I'll, you know, binge watch a show or go back to one of my old favorites or whatever. Um, but uh, I, I don't know who I would cast as them um, as far as actors. I can tell you who were their, their physical um, inspirations as I was writing them. Yeah. Um, so Jade looked like Lauren London. Um, and then um, Nico looked like uh marcellus wiley who i don't know if he's still playing but at the time he was playing for the packers oh football i don't know that game yeah i was and that's the other are you like a big sports fan because uh yeah i, was, I see a lot of uh I'm, basketball I'm a spice. <laughs> yeah who's your basketball team i'm a sporty spice for sure um who's your basketball yeah, team yeah because i got the basketball series and then um I actually wrote a series of three friends. One plays baseball, all black women. One plays baseball, one plays soccer, one plays golf. Oh, wow. Um, what other sports books have I written? I'm sure I've written some other sports books. I think that's it. Who's your basketball team? Uh, so, geographically, I claim the Bulls. Mm. Um... They haven't really been the most fun to root for in recent years. <laughs> but I'm a business loyal to the soil. Man. There you go. Yeah, I mean, you can't be mad with the home team. So, and I mean, but by Jordan. the WNBA team is not the Chicago team. Who? A WNBA team is actually Oh, WNBA. Facing. You know, I really yeah. need to watch more WNBA. I, I, I'm like, feel like I need to make a commitment to watch more WNBA this upcoming season because I love basketball. I watch. Y'all might get a team up there soon. I feel they like I heard that, but I also may just be making they up shit. They can the Bay Area is one of their top picks for expansion. Yeah, that would be dope. Maybe that's why. They got the support because there, be, there used to be a team up there. See, I don't even know that. Didn't even know that. I could not tell you one person in the WNBA. And that's sad. Yeah, that's that's sad. I really need to be better because I'm always talking about uh, support black women, and there are so many black women and just like really good players on the. From what I hear, uh, like everybody who I talk to who like regularly watches WNBA, they're like, it's the same if not better than watching an NBA game. Like, because he's, they're like, these girls are, like, balling. Like, yeah, crazy balling. Ooh, like, Candace Parker. Oh, there you go. There's one. Oh, yeah, CP. She from here. Really? I me- mm-hmm. There's a commercial, and I remember her from uh, the commercial. My uh, kid went to the high school for his freshman year where she graduated from. That's dope. Um, yeah, that's a hometown girl. Yeah, so I really... When does the WNBA start? Because I know their season just ended a little while ago. Yeah, right? their season is over the summer, so they'll be starting again next May. Oh. Dang, I am I gotta remember that far. That's asking <laughs> a lot of my memory. Melinda, <laughs> like, you follow me on Twitter, so you'll see me talking about okay. W. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to count on you. <laughs> Trust me, because I'll be on there talking shit about every game that's on. Oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, shit, man. 
And so far, I'm going to forget. <laughs> yeah, but I love that. I, I love, um, because in, in the one I'm reading, there you talk a lot about the WNBA team. Um, and I, yeah. it really was like, dude, why, why, what are you doing with your life, Jackie? Like, because it's not watching the WNBA and that's a problem. Yeah, that book is the first book in a series with Mia Alexandra. Um, and her first book in the series is a player from our W team. Um, and then the next season we switched off and I did the W team and she did the NBA. So there's four. Mm-hmm. So I got more reading to do. And I, uh, you mean Alexandra House? Warren. 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 I look, I was like, I know it's one of the two, and I sat here in my head, and I was like, which one do I say? Which one do I say? And I said, say house, and I, damn it, I knew I should have said Warren. I had a 50-50 per, uh, chance, and I lost. <laughs> Alexander, because I know both, I've, I've seen both of their names, but I actually haven't read yeah. either of them, but okay. they were, they're on that, um, the list that I found when I found you of people, new authors to read in the, you know, black romance. So it was you. And then there was another one and I can't remember her name either. I don't know. I don't know, but we'll find more. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to like go make a list of like authors that we should all read. There are so many. There are so many. There are so, so many. I won't get to name names because that gets political for me. Right, and that's why I'm sitting um. here thinking in my head and I'm like, mm, I may actually cut this part out <laughs> because I don't want no problems. That's why I got real quiet for a second. <laughs> but I hear you. And maybe, maybe you could, me and you could talk offline and you can give me like, yeah, but like, but, no, but like real talk, like everybody that you've named, like so far or whatever, I'm like, yeah, like I know them. I've read their work. Like, but those are the only yes, ones like, I know. More people should be reading. Love, yeah. love Blevins. Definitely love her stuff. Yep. Um, um, but that, that's pretty much all I really know. Yeah. And so I was like, before I found you, um, and the, because uh, one's Alexandria and one's Alexandria, yeah. right? Yeah, House is Alexandria. Yeah. And um, Warren is Alexandra. Okay. Yeah, before I found the three of y'all, I was uh, Love Blevins, uh, Christina C. Jones, and Nia Forrester. But I've almost exhausted all of their stuff. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, let me find I mean, some. you had a lot to get through, especially with CCJ. That girl got so Oh my God, I love her so You're much. My babe. I love her. I like, love everything she writes. Everything that she. T I tell people I am Head Jonesy, okay? Oh. The star of her fan club. You understand? Like everything she writes. It's just, I'm like, how? And again, like, I, I found Nia Forrester first. And, um,. I, don't get me wrong, I love Nia. Hers feels a little bit more soft. The people, feel, the storyline feels not soft in terms of structure, but like the emotions, they're a little bit softer. Where and But it wasn't too soft for me to get into. That was the problem that I had with yeah. other romance. It was just like, nah, 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 all the time. But hers was like soft enough, but still black. It's still like, you still yeah. have these very strong black women. And then I found Christina and hers was like, that, but like a little bit more hood mixed in somewhere, 
And like, <laughs> like I don't know. I just felt like I could relate to her characters a little bit more. Yeah. And I'm just like, I was like, I have to read everything. I have to read everything. And then, because um, I think she has that series with Love Blevins, and that's how I found her. Yes, Madison King. Yes. Yes, I, I love a, I love a series. I love a series. I love a series. Like how how you said you built off of the side characters, and um, cause the commitment series is the one I got that got me hooked on Nia Forrester, okay. and that was very much building off of side characters. Then you get to hear their stories, and I'm like, oh my god, I love them all. <laughs> Yes, That's yes, the yes. best when you find an author who has like a multi book series because you're like, I can get all of this, all of this, but I because I love this first one, so I'm like, I got six more books to read. Okay, let me get all six of them. Yes, yes, because I am definitely uh excited to read the I didn't know there was four, I thought there was only three, so that makes me even more excited that there's a whole nother one. Um, yep, and I'm trying to. I think I know who the next couple is gonna be. Uh the 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 NBA and then the the WNBA Shelly, is that her name? Uh Selena. Selena, is that her name? And then the yeah. like really cocky guy on the WNBA team, Nico's team. Oh, Cage? Yeah. 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 Nope. Dang it. You know, I have Cage, not been so right Cage yet is, with you on the phone. Cage I don't... is Cage is um No, don't tell me Alexander. he's with somebody else. No, no. Okay. No, but, well, okay. Well, but I'm he sorry. does get a story? <laughs> yeah, he's a story. Okay, okay, okay. Cuz I was like I need and to I, know more about him. Yeah, he's a story and you meet his heroine in Alexandra's uh first book, uh One Last Shot. Okay. But did I get Shelly right? Uh Selena? Why do I keep calling her Shelly? Yeah, Selena. Selena is the WNBA player, but that's the, she's in out. She's in no, she's uh in the first book in Alex's first book. One last shot. That's yeah. her book. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh. The cage, cage, uh, cage meets his match. And see, and that's that's why I was excited because I was like, I know whoever is gonna be with him is gonna be great because. <laughs> He's a lot. <laughs> he is a lot. So, um, who, if you had to pick your favorite series or your favorite book, I know that's hard, but I'm, you know, I'm putting to the test. Like that I've written? Yeah. It's always whatever is the most recent. Um, <laughs> you know, the short memory. Um, so, okay, no, okay. It's not the thing that I've written most recently, but one of my favorites of this year um, is a book that I put out in May. It's called Rory and Remy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about uh, two people who probably... Well, two people who, in the beginning, you're probably going to think that they shouldn't be doing what they're doing um, based on who they are in regards to a third person in their life. Um, but then you find out that, you know, maybe the whole time it should have been the two of them and not, you know, this other person um, being involved in any way. So 
that that is probably one of my favorites right now. Um, I'm being purposefully vague. <laughs> yes, because I About plan on reading. Because, because it's not really a twist because you find out like on page like one um, or two, like you know what the relationship thing is um, that may make you question what they're doing, but like. I don't like to tell people going in. I like them to find it out on the page. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you can because have everybody a, a full like, experience. And everybody who I've talked to about it, who's read it has been like, I didn't like her in the beginning because I thought that she was wrong. Mm -hmm. She should have never done that. And I was like, and how did you feel about her? At right. The I end? was like, and by the end, I was so happy for them to be together. <laughs> I Okay. Yeah. So see? what did you learn? Let's not rush to judgment. <laughs> I love that. I think that um I'm just still so shocked that I did not realize that you had that many stories and like I'm so excited. Like I'm so excited yeah, to get and, into that. And it's a it's a mix of like a variety of lengths. So some are full like novels, some are novellas, some are short stories. Um what's the difference between a novella and a short story? Uh, a novella is you're probably going to get a nice chunk of book um, and a short story is probably going to be a scene or one night um, in like 5,000 words or less <laughs> so it'll be like a smooth 15 pages like mm -hmm. and it's just oh this is the thing that happened on this night like um, trying to think of like one of the shorts I have like I have a Valentine short um where a woman goes to a key party um and it's just detailing her night at the key party mm. see and i have to be honest i'm not a huge fan of short stories because i always want more like i always yeah. want to know what else and so i try to stick away stay away from short stories because i know I'm going to be so frustrated at the end because I want to know, I want more. Now I need you to follow up the short story with whatever else happens. <laughs> it's like, it's like books that I know are going to be series. Like on the first book, you know, it's going to be a series. So I won't, yep. I won't start it. I will wait years until the third book comes out so I can just read all, like I don't, again, patience is not a virtue that I possess. <laughs> So I don't set myself up for that frustration. Hey, I'll you. I've accidentally read a few short stories uh, because I didn't realize they were that short, um, and they're not bad. I mean, you get you get good a good story, but I'm just like so frustrated because I need to know more. <laughs> I need more. I need more. It's like crack. I need more <laughs> story crack. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of books do you like to read like what what type of reader is the author so i read everything um when it comes to romance though it only can star black people um i'm not trying to hear anybody else god bless you um and your ministries but i'm only trying to read about black people when it comes to romance every other genre i don't care um I've been deep off into my, like, mystery and thriller bag very recently. Um, I have been reading a lot of, um, like, domestic thrillers, um, and they have been giving me what I need. 
Shout out to all of those white women out there writing these domestic thrillers because y'all are killing the game, like straight <laughs> up. Um, I read one like the other day that was like set in the highlands of Scotland, and I was like, wow, this is the most amazing shit. I want to know what's going to happen next. Like, let's go. Um, I used to be a huge like book snob, um, and I would only read like highbrow literature. Um, I was that pretentious asshole who majored in English in undergrad. Like that was me. Um, I used to read a lot, a lot, a lot of literary fiction. Um, and I don't read as much of that these days because I only read for pleasure now. Mm -hmm. Like, and well, I read to learn things too. Um, but those are two different sides of my brain. Um, and especially like in the wake of the pandemic, like I, I rarely want to read about like serious conflict or like heavy emotions. Um, and literary fiction is all they know. So <laughs> mm -hmm. I had to go ahead and let that slide, but I'd be like, okay, you know, if it's this whodunit murder mystery that's going to take my mind off of whatever clusterfuck is happening in the world for a few hours, like I'm in there. Oh, it's this lovey dovey love story, you know, where they run into each other at the coffee shop and it's love at first sight. Yeah. Give me three of those. Like, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I feel. Like it's more, and I, I I read to escape, so yeah. I don't, especially like you said, since the wake of the pandemic, because it wasn't just the pandemic, but literally the world was on fucking fire, and it was like I don't want to read anything that is gonna make me feel any negative emotion. Yeah, I just like want to read for pleasure, so. I definitely understand that. Um, I who so if you had to pick one book though, I said three, but I meant one. Uh, one book that's like you can reread seventy five hundred times. This is the book you'd recommend to anybody in the world. What would that one book be? Like oh, um, it's always the same. It's the same answer anytime anyone asks me this question. Their eyes are watching God by Zora Neale Hurston. I tried <laughs> and I there are not many books that I don't finish um, yeah. I, my dad broke me when I was younger and so he instilled in me that if you don't finish the book it doesn't count and yeah. we're all, I'm always trying to beat his count and so I have to finish the book <laughs> that is one that I actually did not finish and I can probably count how many books in my life I have not finished on my hands that's one, and it was mainly because of the grammar. I couldn't... How did... Okay, so you... I read it. Yeah, and I... I tried to read it when I was still... When the movie came out. So I think I was still okay. in high school when the movie came yeah. out. And at that point, I was like, I can't do this. I'm just going to go watch a movie. Which, I think that's the only book I've ever done that with. Because, yeah. But it was because I couldn't wrap my head around the grammar. What your what your eyes were seeing weren't making sense of your brain. Right. So that happened to me the first time I read the book. And um like when I was in high school I was like, oh girl, I, what? Um then I got to college and it was a sign reading again for one of my um African American history courses. Um and I was just telling my professor like how I was struggling through it. He said, go home and read it out loud. Hmm. Just read it as it comes off the page. Don't think about it. Just read it as it comes off the page. 
hearing it is a completely different experience mm. because your eyes probably are not going to recognize the words, but if you just read them as pronounced, your brain will automatically pick it up. Well, now I got to go by the book. It's right. It's actually, it's on audio. Um, and Ruby D does the narration. She does an amazing mm. job. That's an even better idea. Yeah. Because, it was, I remember, and I've actually seen the movie probably once or twice, but I remember that it was a movie that I really felt something about. Um, and so I really wanted to read the book, and I just, it, ugh, rough. But I, yeah. I didn't try reading out loud, and I, I am very now interested. I think I'm going to go try that. I'll let yeah, you know she how wrote it in the out. dialect of the day. Right. And that's what I was like, and I felt really bad, because like, I get, I get why it's written like that. And it makes it more authentic. Like I fully understand it, but I, like you said, I, my eyes were reading something that my brain was just not comprehending, and so yep. I kept having to reread it over. And I'm like, this is this is not pleasure, <laughs> <laughs> not pleasure at all. Well, that is amazing. I very much look forward to that, and I uh, will let you know how that works out for me. See if it'll change my life. What was it about the book that you liked? Like just. Um, well, T. Cake and Janie's story is just well, Janie's story, in and of itself, um, from her beginnings to all the things she went through with her first husband, um, like it was compelling, right? Because in a world filled with Shakespeare and Hemingway and Chaucer and Steinbeck, here was a story being told about a person that I could actually identify with, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, a black woman is at the the crux of the story. All right, let's go. You already got me in there. Um, then when she meets Tea Cake and the way that their love story sort of evolves, um, in ways is it toxic? Sure, but it's also intoxicating in other ways. Um, and just her journey from girlhood through womanhood through middle age um, into, you know, old lady. Um, it, it was just a hell of a ride. And it, to me, reads like a love letter to black people. That is so beautiful. That is like, like I am a black literally going to go download the Audible now because you have like... <laughs> If you could have wrote the synopsis <laughs> for that story, like you have intrigued me by just describing what you feel for it. So now I have to go read it. And also, this is why I love your stories because your your way with words just draws me in. And like obviously so many other people because like people love your stories. It is it, it's I'm I'm <sighs> I am so happy. <laughs> I'm so, so, so happy that um, you smoke weed because that has been like <laughs> the connection here. I'm like, oh my God, I get to talk to like one of my favorite authors. And that's a thing because of weed. Yeah. Yeah. It's why I love. I actually want to start putting more weed in my books. You should. I am on I've a mission a couple, to like. I've had a couple characters smoke. Um, like one used to make edibles. One actually works for a dispensary. So like I'll sprinkle it in there, you know, here and there. Um, 
We but, have got yeah, to I wanna write normalize. A, I want to write a, like a full a full on stoner book. I gotta figure it out though. Oh my god. <laughs> I would buy fifty copies. <laughs> oh my god. And don't make it a series. Oh my god. <laughs> I will be a, a a fan forever. Fan for life. Fan yeah, for life. I gotta figure it out. Like I think it will be dope to have like. I don't know, like a group of, like a family, like that has a farm and they also, you know, run the dispensary that supplies their farm, right? Like, I mean, the, you know, their farm supplies. Um, like, that would just be really dope, I think. Yes. Because I could have different branches of the family. Like, you know, there's the farming branch and then there's the certified dispensary, you know, running branch. Yes. Um, I love all of it. Damn. I love all of this idea. <laughs> I should write that down. That's a really good idea. Absolutely should. <laughs> it's the way I have to like type that in a note right now. So I don't Look, it later. I absolutely love this so, so much. And I'm telling you, I will be the first purchaser of this book. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we are going to go ahead and wrap it up. I know I've taken a little bit more of your time than I anticipated. Um, but I think this has been such a fun smoke session. And I've learned so much about the writing process. And um, I just think you're amazing. I, I really feel like I have a newfound respect for authors and like, how your brain works and and the process that you go through and because I mean you're creating whole lives here <laughs> like this is <laughs> this is crazy and um so yeah I just want to say thank you one for coming on um we're gonna uh do one our random ass question in a minute but I just wanted to say thank you for coming on and two thank you for being amazingly awesomely you and writing these like amazing stories about black men and women that just make me feel like I'm seen and I'm heard and like it gives me they all give me hope and I never wanted to be that's why I didn't read romance stories because I never <laughs> wanted to be like oh but do you see how he loves her and I just want that but then here y'all come <laughs> with your writings and your menses and these beautiful descriptions of like love and life and happiness and you just made me one of those people and I'm not mad at it. Listen, I am an ever green, hopeful, romantic side of girl. Like, that's just me. So I'm thankful that that comes across in a book that feels, in a way that feels authentic to you because that's like, that's one of like the things that I sort of is one of my guiding principles, right? Like, I don't want to write um, caricatures of us. I don't want to mm. write, you know, hollow versions of us. Like, I want to write people that, you know, it would seem like this could be your homegirl down the block or, mm. oh, yeah, that's my cousin's friend that I know from around the way. Like, those are the kind of people that I want to continue to write um, because I feel like, unfortunately, there's not a lot of representation of us Um you know, in these spaces on the traditional side where we get that, mm -hmm. like there's always something about them that just seems 
slightly unattainable, you know, in our sort of tangible world. Um, so, I mean, to know that, you know, it's coming across in, in my work. Um, I appreciate you saying that for real, because I try hard. I try, try so, so hard. <laughs> try and succeed, ma'am, because that's exactly what I feel. Like, there's times where I'm, like, reading a story, and I'm like, Yo, that's exactly how so and so would react, or that's exactly how I would do it. Mm-hmm, yep, I would have said the same damn thing too, like all the time. And that's what keeps me reading, and that's what keeps me so like enthralled in whatever it is is going on in these stories and these people's lives is because that relatability yeah. is there. And I'm like, finally, something that I can understand. You're speaking my language. Now. Yes, my language. yes, hot ghetto mess and all. Uh, <laughs> although I think I've I've moved away so much from the hot ghetto mess. It's more like hot ghetto love. <laughs> yeah. But what I will say though, um, while we're talking about you know hot ghetto mess, is a lot of people give a lot of flack about people reading urban books. And I'm just like, first of all, have y'all read some of the urban girls? Because, babe, they're giving story. Like, they're giving spectacular story. Ashley and Don, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm saying his last name or his name wrong, but I've been saying it this way for years, so it's it's what it's going to be. Ashley Antoinette <laughs> and Jaquavius Coleman are my absolute favorite couple writers ever. And can do no wrong can do no wrong i love like the the urban stories yes can some of the content be rough around the edges sure but them shits be riveting like again i would love i want my drama in my stories not in my life yeah because some of these stories is like watching young and the restless and let me tell you baby i love my young and the restless Mm-hmm. So, what li- reading these stories about these people's lives, I'm like, there's some books again because my dad says that rereading a book also doesn't count, and audiobooks doesn't count. This man just got rules everywhere. But so I found a loophole, and now I listen to books that I've already read on Audible, like when I'm driving and stuff, like so I yep. can reread them with like neither of them count. So at least I can do it at the same time. <laughs> and listening to the stories like when you're driving or even when you're doing like it's literally like listening to a movie mm-hmm. because these storylines are crazy good like insane yeah I agree yep. 110% mm-hmm. 110% so um, before we get out of here uh, real quick what advice would you give, if you had one piece of advice to give to the budding author or even the continuing um, black woman author um, who wants to get where you are, be a full-time writer, have their books everywhere, and just be amazing? So it's so funny that you asked this question because I literally just made a TikTok the other day and it says, you know, I don't give advice to writers, but, um, like, I use this one sound or whatever. It says, I have two rules for life. One, always have fun. Two, listen to rule number one. 
So that's why I would tell anybody who is writing and wants to be successful at that writing. Make sure that you are having fun while you are doing it, because if you are not having fun while you are doing it, it is not going to be good. It may be grammatically sound, whatever, but it is not going to have that thing that makes your writing uniquely you in it, because you struggled and strained to get through it. Maybe it's just not the story for right now. I'm not saying cast it away wholesale, but perhaps you need to let it breathe a little bit and go to the thing that sparks joy and brings you fun. Because undoubtedly, that is the thing that audiences connect with most, where they can tell that you had the fun while you were writing this thing. Yeah, and I believe her because I'm sure in the fuck am connected to these characters. So obviously her recipe works, y'all. Um, and like, when I say having fun, I don't necessarily mean that every day is going to be the greatest, Right. Um, because you are going to have days where, you know, you get frustrated or whatever. Or if you're writing a book that has a lot of difficult emotions in it, you're going to be, like, emotionally drained some days. But even after you're emotionally drained, if you sit back and think about your day and you don't feel bad about it, then you had fun, right? Right. Like, if, 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 if at the end of, you know, all of that emotion that you got to spend – to put into that book, if you feel like, but damn, I did that, as opposed to, ugh, I guess. Mm -hmm. You yeah. had fun, right? Right. There's times when I'm working on the podcast and I, I finish and then I'll go lay down and I'm like, I am fucking exhausted. Like, oh my God. But I got that shit done. Yeah. And that's how I know I need to keep going because it always ends in but I got that shit done and a smile and like a feeling yep. of accomplishment, a feeling of completion. And that is the feeling that I'm always chasing. And mm -hmm. I feel like I agree. I feel like if you're always feeling that, that, that joy from what you're doing, even when it's hard, like afterwards you feel joy or you feel accomplishment, that's going to yep. push you farther than anything else will. Money, status, uh, uh, adulation from other people it's what you feel about what you've done is what's going to keep you going in the right direction yep I love that I love that it's a you, you've been giving me reminder after reminder after reminder and I know we're talking about talking to the writers out there and the storytellers out there but it feels like you're talking to me like, like you're giving this advice to me like it is so <laughs> applicable I love it so much um, so again, I want to say thank you and let's get into our random ask question box because what is highness without randomness? Um, so I have a list of questions numbered four through 20 and you pick a number and I'll ask you that question. Okay. Eight. Number eight. It's a two-parter. Uh-oh. Monopoly or Uno? Um, mm, I'm probably at Uno at this point in my life. <laughs> earlier in your life, it was Monopoly? I mean, earlier in my life, it was Monopoly because I could waste all of the hours that it takes to play Monopoly. <laughs> it is not a short game. It is not a short no. game. No, I've had a Monopoly game last multiple days. so. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they never end well. Yeah, mm -mm. we have had mm -mm. multiple Monopoly boards flipped over in our house <laughs> <laughs> multiple times.
times. Uh, Uno also gets pretty rough. Uno can get yeah, real can get crazy. Real. It can get real. Uno gets space level crazy real like, quick. Like, you find out who your friends are in Uno. Yeah, yeah. But least Especially it is. Especially if, like, lying girls together, and you come together, and y'all playing Uno, and y'all hoods have different rules. Oh. Yeah. Oh. There have been the quite a few arguments over Uno. But at least Uno ends. It does. Yeah. Normally, Monopoly ends because people are giving up. Like, they, yep. just, they just don't want to fight anymore. And so they're just like, whatever, take my money. Take everything. Right. I'll I just myself. want it to be over. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Part two. Spades or dominoes? Oof. Yeah, we got um, real rough here. I'm really about bones. to see how black you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going bones. I'm going bones. Yeah. I would probably say I love, good, I love a good game of spades, but ain't nothing like slamming that bone on the table. I think I would go spades just because I like I know how to play dominoes, yeah. but I'm not strategic or I don't I don't play enough to know how to really be good at strategy with dominoes. Yeah. Where spades, I've played spades with my mom for years, and so I know I know the game better. Yeah. And so I feel like I could really whoop your ass in spades. Dominoes, <laughs> I'm probably going to lose. See, and, and so this is probably going to reveal a lot about my psyche, but also the reason why I post, I mean, I chose dominoes is because it's on me. I got to worry about no partner potentially fucking me over. No, I, I will scream at my partner. <laughs> Get your shit together. Get your shit. We are not losing. <laughs> so figure out your life. Pay attention. Like, do, look, do you need to go get high? Or maybe you're too high? <laughs> like, what is the problem? Because <laughs> I need you to focus. <laughs> yeah. But that is true. Domino's, you don't have to worry about nobody else fucking up. Because I'm telling you, Spades is another one that done had people arguing. Well, Domino's yeah. too. Domino's too will have people arguing. But, you know. I think we just like to argue. We are competitive people. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Because I guess we really be arguing on any of these games. Me, My mom is the worst winner ever. I hate I hate playing games with her because she's the worst winner. But I play team games with her because she's ruthless. So as long as I'm on her team, I'm good. Yeah. But she's the worst winner ever. I hate winning when she wins because you won't hear you'll hear about it for like the next three weeks. It's That's so funny. ridiculous. But yeah, I would say uh Uno and Spades and you are Uno and Domino's lady. Monopoly, you yep. Monopoly is the bane of our existence now. Ain't happening. Yeah, we can't do that no more. We've grown <laughs> out of that stage in life. <laughs> Nobody has time for all that. <laughs> Well, I think this has been a dope-ass episode, a dope-ass smoke session. I have had so much fun. I feel like I've laughed quite a bit. And uh, also learned quite a bit about the writing process. Again, I, I feel like there was a point where I was like, oh, maybe one day I'll write a book. And now I'm kind of rethinking that, uh, which is not a bad thing. It's a testament to how much dedication and talent and passion that you have for this because it really is 
a skill and and something that you do very fucking well. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think personally, just my two cents. Think that everybody should go buy your books because I I, I, I do. Yeah. Look, see, we agree. Uh. I fully believe in giving black women your money. Um, so I fully believe in giving this black woman your money. So mm-hmm. let the people know where they can find you and how to give you the monies. Yep. So um, all of my books are on Amazon. So if you look me up, Nicole, spelled the traditional way, Falls, F-A-L-L-S. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. Those are underscore Nicole Falls. Um, I pop up on TikTok. Me and my Benny um, talk a little shit over there every once in a while. And that is uh, Nikki Talk. It's actually spelled N-I-C-C-Y-T-O-K. Um, and then um, let's see, where else? Where else am I? I got a website. Two hey. websites, in fact. Uh, one is my regular author website, which is www.nicolefalls.com. Um, and then I also have an apparel shop, um, and that is the shop by nicolefalls.com. Love it. And I know that was a lot of information. So all of that will be <laughs> in the show notes. Um, and go to her website to buy her book. Cause you said the one, the newest one is only on the website, right? Direct yeah. from you. So, and again, like, don't get me wrong, love Amazon, but give all the monies to Nicole. <laughs> give all the monies to Nicole. <laughs> so just go ahead and go on the website, buy the books, buy the merch. I'm actually very excited for the merch because I am a huge t-shirt fan. I love t-shirts. So yeah, that will be a thing that I'm going to do soon. <laughs> um, and again, just thank you uh, for coming through and smoking with me and um, being a good old time. And- Michelle, thank you for having me. Um, and I just want to say that I love the space that you're curating. Um, uh, I have a few friends um, that are smokers, like I'm a smoker. And so we always talk about how the lack of visibility of black women in this space is sort of disheartening. Um, you know, one of them, she's actually going, you know, to be in uh, cannabis soon. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, like we need to be out here, like doing the things, like creating the content, like making it known that, you know, we exist. We are a part of this community as well. Um, and so I think that your platform with Blondly Black Girls is, you know, adding to that, right? Um, that, you know, it's not just aesthetic girls who like to, you know, take a picture of a pre-roll with the wind blowing ever so gently, but right. like, we're all sorts of black girls from all walks of life, um, and we all like to blaze this tree, so, um, yeah, I just think that what you're doing is dope, and, you know, however I can support you in the future, feel free, you know, I'm here. Thank you so much, that means so much to me, honestly, like, that is what keeps me going. Like you, like I said, you have those moments all the time when you're a creator of anything and you're like, am I doing all this work for no reason? Like, am I really doing what I'm trying to do? And so to hear you say that really touches like a really, really special place in my heart. I would say the space right next to where cannabis is. So, you know, <laughs> very special. Very special. <laughs> yes. Um, so I appreciate that. And um, 
I hope that we can we we can all continue like my my goal here is to destigmatize and normalize seeing black women in cannabis and to build a community of us and um, I believe we're stronger in numbers so I love that you are down for building that community with us um, for sure I think that's been a whole ass fucking episode and I think it's been <laughs> amazing and I've had so much fun um yeah so we told the people where they can find you. You can find us at Bluntly Black Girls on IG and Bluntly BLK Girls on Twitter. You can visit the website www.bluntlyblackgirls.com for more episodes and to order your Intentional Highness box set. I'm going to get you one of those very soon. Uh, Nicole, uh, comment, rate, subscribe, talk to us. Let us know what you think about the episode. If you are a fan of Nicole um, and her books, let us know. I would love to talk to more people about books. Like, I'm really trying to find a way to get, um, like you said, more urban literature into the people's minds. And so anybody else out there who loves to read black romance or urban literature, um, hot ghetto mess, hot ghetto love, all that, let us know because... We could talk. We could like maybe read a book together or something. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So smoke a blunt, drink your water, read a book, and fuck what anybody gotta say about being a bluntly black girls. And Amen. we're out. <laughs>